Hola mi gente, welcome back to Hepatalk. This is your host Jasmine Luchis and you're now listening to season four. This month we'll be celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month. What is that? It's a celebration that was created to recognize the positive impact that Hispanic Americans have left. So the people that we will be highlighting this month have been such a positive impact for the next generation to come and I can't wait to share their stories with you all. Hola, mi gente. Welcome back to HEPA Talk. So today I have a special guest. And to me, she is very special because she has been not only a good friend, but a good mentor in my life. And I'm so excited to have her and be able to interview her because she interviews people for a living. So it's a pleasure for me to be able to do it to you instead of you having me on. <laughs> so I'm going to let her introduce herself. Well, thank you so much for having me here on HEPA Talk. My name is April Monterosa, and I am the publisher of Live from the Southside magazine. I'm a radio personality on KLMO 98.9 FM, and I'm also a Texas legislative honoree. I'm super happy to have you because I feel like over the years, um, you have been such a great mentor in my life and in other people's lives that I have been able to make on my journey. And of course, I'm not going to lie, I'm, I feel a little intimidated because I look up to you when you do interviews and when you have conversations with people. And so I try to take little bits and pieces of what you put out there so that I can implicate them in my business. And uh -huh. so, um, one of the things that I really wanted to talk about so that people get to know you more is you outside of the radio station, outside of the magazine, like who is April and what kind of led you into this journey? Um, so let's start off with first, um, you as a business owner. So what kind of started you in your business? Uh, what business did you have before you started your publication? So a lot of people don't know that I owned a spa business. Um, I was an esthetician and massage therapist for over 20 years. Um, I grew up in an entrepreneurial home. So entrepreneur, entrepreneur life kind of just, you know, that's all I know. Uh, prior to that, I was in corporate America in the beauty and hospitality industry. So that was also a connection there. Um, friends and family couldn't afford two, $300 skincare spa services. So I started working out of my home and that grew so much that I decided to open up a studio. So I did that for many years. And um, a woman reached out to me who's now one of my best friends. Um, her name is Lisa. She had a publication and it was a lifestyle and wellness publication. And she was looking for someone to, I guess, um, I guess she wanted like a beauty column, a wellness column, and she would follow all of my beauty tips that I was posting for my spa business. I couldn't afford a, an expensive marketing firm. So that's kind of how I built uh, my clientele. I was sharing skincare tips and beauty tips and things like that. So doing that, um, I started wanting to practice more on social media because when I started, you know, you're so, you're so good at your social media. You're your reels and your videos and things like that. When I started, Instagram was the thing, just pictures. Uh, and I wanted to, you know, get more familiar with it. So I started posting things, things I was doing in my own life. And I like to travel. And 
Lord behold, that's how um, my travel writing started. And I was highlighting small Texas towns. So it's funny how my beauty life led me to my media life. So um, I know that, of course, social media kind of has like a way to intimidate people. So what were the tips and tricks that you were doing to kind of um, navigate social media back then? And how has that now pushed you into your publication now? My mentor has always told me, be yourself. And that was never hard to do because growing up uh, in my in my home, <laughs> my dad was always like, you don't need to be like anybody else. You don't need to be a follower. He was so big on that. I think because I was the only girl and I was around a lot of men. Uh, I just, I, I went through a period of time when I was young, like, man, I, I want girlfriends. Like I'm always with boys all the time. Um, and I think because of that, I, I didn't really have a lot of female friends because I was, you know, riding dirt bikes and stuff like that. The girls were playing with dolls. They were watching cartoons. I was journaling. Like I was just not a, a normal, so to speak, girl, right? Um, and that kind of came back to me because that anytime I've stayed true to what I've believed in as a, as a kid and, and just my adolescent years, it, it's led me to greatness. So when I was in this media thing, right, I was new at it. Everybody's doing, you know, blogs and, and video wasn't really a thing yet. Everybody wanted to be like everyone else. And I know that the mommy blogger was very popular and I didn't have biological children and I had nephews and I, you know, went four by fouring and I like to go to wineries and, you know, I'm not, I wasn't the, the typical trendy at the time, of course, it's 15 plus years ago, right? I wasn't the trendy type of influencer. And I was okay with that because that wasn't me. So I've always just stuck to that. And through my writing journey and, and just seeing hidden gems in other, other towns and, and being able to represent where I'm from, it's just made it easy for me to stay true to myself. And I think that's a really, really big part of my publication and why my community has been very supportive because, you know, I can hang out with, you know, the car clubs and, and, and the corp, the South side, West side corporate people. Cause there are people that they grow up in underserved communities and they get educated and, and then they come back and they want to make a difference in their community. And, you know, I went to private school most of my life. Um, and then I went to public school. So I got to see how both sides of, of the world, I guess, you know, grew up. Uh, but I've always just kind of stuck to who I am. And I, I think that that's just a really big part of, of my brand. And I'm, I'm very open. I've shared trials and I've shared, you know, when I'm going through a rough time, I think social media, people put all the happy stuff. You know, I see a lot of these younger influencers or younger social media personalities and all their videos are like, and I'm like, girl, that's not, like, if you look at that, like, you're going to look at that now that I said that, you know, all the TikToks and all the reels, everyone's just like, you know, 
that's not real life. That's not. You're not happy with your mouth open 24-7. Like, there's no way. Um, but I am very honest. And I have had mentors, you know, now that I'm in, in the position I'm in, tell me, you know, maybe you shouldn't be too open about your life. Or I talk about, you know, my my personal life a lot or when I'm not having a good day. And and I, and I have been told, like, you know, you, you shouldn't share that. And I'm like, no, that's that's part of me. And I want other, especially women and other entrepreneurs to know that it's okay to have a bad day. It's okay to not be happy, smiley every day. You don't have to put that persona on social media. If anything, that's exhausting. I've learned that. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. Um, one of the things that uh, I love is that, of course, you started off with travel um, writing and things like that. What was that moment for you that you switched and you kind of were like, I really am going to focus on highlighting my city? That's a good question. I was in San Saba, Texas. If you've never been there, because everybody loves Fredericksburg, which is, it's pretty. Go to San Saba, Texas. It is absolutely beautiful. Um, They have the, these nature picturesque areas that are just you love taking pictures. I mean, it's beautiful. I was there uh, for a media trip and I took my mom and we were doing all these little nature tours and we saw deer and we saw, you know, just all these cute little hidden gems. And, and we met so many of the locals and they even invited my mom, like she meets like no stranger. They invited my mom and I to like their house for barbecues. It was hilarious. And I'm like, mom, do you know these people? She's like, no, I just met them right now. Anyway, we're we're getting these these tours. Um, San Saba has the only working suspension bridge in Texas. It's beautiful and it overlooks, it's over actually the Colorado River. So I'm standing there. It's raining. My mom was freaking out because I mean, this you're like 50 plus feet in the air, maybe it's probably more. And I thought, man, you know, nobody ever highlights the hidden gems where I'm from. You know, you think San Antonio and everyone thinks the Alamo, um, the tower, but they never mentioned the missions. They never mentioned that the South side of San Antonio is where the river runs through it naturally. Um, we have an award-winning park, Confluence Park for their architecture. I mean, we just have so many things and I'm like, I'm gonna highlight that. And, and let's see where it goes. I had no plan at all. That's that's awesome because I'm not from San Antonio. So to really see, and I feel like even now that I've been here for so long, I still come across hidden gems even now that I'm like, oh, I didn't even know this was here. Um, so it's cool that you were able to like really highlight those places and and really bring more attention to them because I'm sure um, people that would read them, they were like, oh, let's go check it out. Let's go look at it ourselves. Um, I know that you are the first Latina um, magazine here in San Antonio. Um, so tell me a little bit about that journey and what kind of led you to opening up your own magazine and stuff. When COVID hit, I had to close down my spa business. And 
my Southside blog had turned into a media business as well. I was hosting influencer events and food tastings and I do a lot of event coordinating. So a lot of people don't know that a lot of events that go on on the South side, I'm, I'm in back of that. Um, I've always just, I think coming from an entrepreneur family, I'm the oldest, you just make it happen. <laughs> so, I mean, I kind of tied that into life from the South side, but when COVID hit, I couldn't do that anymore. And then I had my spa clothing and my mentor, she says, you know, your dream has always been to launch your own publication. Why don't you work on that now? You know, you a creative outlet is good. We're quarantined. You're closing your business down. What else are you going to do? And you have all this content. Like, it's good. Like, put it out there. So I, I didn't have a plan for that. She published the first one. She guided me through it because she owned a magazine herself. So she taught me a lot. And she says, well, pull the trigger, launch it, treat it like a media campaign for a client because I was already doing that. Uh, that's what April May Media is. A lot of people think it's my influencer handle. It's a business as well. That was around before Life from the South Side. So I just used, you know, they always, as the saying goes, use what you got, right? So I did, I launched it. And before I knew it, all this press reached out to me and they wanted to interview me. And it's during COVID, so of course you have to be in a mask and all that stuff, or it's via Zoom. And um, I almost said no, because I didn't want to be on TV. <laughs> and my mentor's like, girl, you just closed your business of 13 years. You better get your butt on TV. <laughs> Um, and I believe it was Fox that said, you know, you're the first uh, Latina to launch a publication on the South Side. And I was like, no, I did not know that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's um, it's definitely been a journey. Uh, I'm very proud of my publication. It, it's a lot of work. But when when that happened, it was very hard to accept. Uh, you know how imposter syndrome is. I'm sure you know what that's like. Because uh, you're like, what? I'm just trying to survive, man. <laughs> like, I just closed my business down. I'm trying to figure it out. Um, but yeah, that was, um, I think, I think one of the most memorable moments of that time was that my stepchildren got to hear it and got to be there in, in that particular um, interview. That was, I think that was more of a, of a moment for me than, than being told that. That's that's so beautiful. And I know you talk about your your bonus baby so much. Let me ask you this. What what moment was it for you or um when you got a phone call for your first interview? Can you walk me through that moment? Like what were you thinking? What were you feeling? Um uh, gosh. So I saw, I believe it was Fox that called first. No, it was Ken's that called first, or was it? I don't even remember to be honest with you, but I do remember I let I saw the station on caller ID, and I let it go to voicemail. <laughs> I'm like, why is a news station calling me? And then another news station called me, and then they were pretty much almost all calling me. Um, but the first one, when I when I heard the voice message was like, what? 
you know, I mean, we're it's it's COVID. Like this is not a big deal, you know. I didn't really think anything of it because, and I and I think, let me backtrack. I think I didn't think anything of it because when I launched um, SouthsideSanAntonio.com, which was the blog, I got press that reached out to me because that was not common. No one had ever really focused on highlighting the Southside, so I I had already gotten those calls a year prior or two years prior. And I ignored them because I didn't want to be on TV. Mm. So I'm like, okay, I'm getting these calls again. And then my mentor, you know, kind of, sometimes we need that person, right, to push us. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do it. But it, it was a little overwhelming, especially when um, your emotions are all over the place because you're quarantined and you're closing your business that you left corporate America for. So your emotions are just everywhere. Like, do I really want to do this? I mean, I just had to close my business like last week. Like I'm not exactly in high spirits right now, you know? Um, but I'm a very firm believer in things happen as they should and taking advantage of opportunities that come your way. So I got my butt on TV. <laughs> So I will let me ask you this um, for anybody that's going through that right now, that's kind of having a door closed, but another one slightly open for them. What advice would you give them to kind of help them push forward? That's a good question. Um, I've had a lot of doors close on me. I I don't have a journalism degree. I'm not tall. I'm not thin. I'm not, you know, what a lot of people typically look for in media. Um, I never let that bother me. I I really believe that anytime an opportunity says no or, or a person tells you no, they don't want to work with you for whatever reason, I really, really firmly believe that a bigger one is on its way. And I can I can say that because I've lived it. I've had opportunities that I've pitched or come across and they they seemed like they were going to be great and they weren't or they were disappointing because we weren't on the same page or they didn't see my value. You know, they thought oh, this little South Side blog, it's never going to be nothing. Then you're not for me. And I think um, during that time that I wasn't taken seriously, my aha moment with that was KSAT calls me and they say, we want to talk to you about a media partnership and essay live. That forever has changed me with the whole opportunity thing. So if you are not in a good place because, you know, something's not going the way you want it to, you're disappointed because an opportunity, a potential opportunity turned you down. I really, really firmly believe that there's a bigger and better one for you out there. Because I think that if you put all your hard work and all your good energy and your good vibes out into the manifestation world, right? I really think that it comes back to you. And what a lot of people don't know is I've been working at this. I had been working at this for about 10 years before all of this happened. Um, so yeah, you just got to keep going. You can't let it bring you down. And 
you got to just tell yourself like, okay, I really, really wanted that opportunity. I really wanted that, whatever it was, but it just wasn't for me. So I got to keep going. I love that. I love that advice. Let me ask you, um, you were saying that, of course, I feel like with any business, right, you do have that negative um, sometimes situations where people kind of doubt what you're doing. Um, for you as a Latina in publication, being the first one in the South Side, how do you navigate you know, that negativity as far as like proving like, no, my work is worthy. It is what it, um, it's not just like a little blog. It's not just like, how do you, how do you manage that? Honestly, um, I have to thank my, my parents for giving me very thick skin. <laughs> um, I, negativity doesn't really affect me. I, I go back to my, what my mentor has taught me. If it doesn't fulfill your passion, your community, your home and family, personal life, or your bank account, it's not important. Mm -hmm. So when something bugs me, I have to think about that. Mm -hmm. Does it fill any of those buckets? No, then it's trash because negativity is trash. So, you know, people say ugly things about you. I get fan mail. I get negative mail, you know, via Instagram, social media, whatever, email. And I'm like, you, you have to think, man, these people took the time out of their day. Because life is precious. Time is precious, right? To send you that, to talk about you like that, like... Those are not your people. Um, now that I'm more in the public eye, like that stuff doesn't bug me at all. I, I get told things all the time or said things, you know, to me and I'm like, okay. You know, again, it goes back to if it doesn't fit in those three buckets, your home, personal life, your bank account or your community and passions, it's trash. That's how I deal with it. I think that's perfect advice. So for anybody that's listening, if it doesn't fit in those three buckets basura <laughs> yeah well it's kind of like your recycle bin your trash and what is there's a third one right um your lawn the grass there's a green a brown and a blue right so some, so like that if it's not any of that then it goes to the landfill <laughs> literally i love that <laughs> um april um not only have you been a mentor to myself but to others so where does that um, grow from? Like, where do you find it to be like um, paving the way for others? Because, you know, in the industry, whether it's business, beauty, whatever, you always have people sometimes that are like gatekeepers or they don't want to help out. So what, what in you kind of gives people that want to like, okay, I want to help you. I want to, I want to be able to, um, give you my advice because you have helped me in so many ways and others in so many ways, um, without asking anything in return. That is a really good question. No one has ever asked me that. Um, I think it comes from my upbringing. So my dad and my mom both came from very dysfunctional families. 
and they broke generational curses together and they kept us away from it. So like we didn't grow up with primos and primas. I mean, we know our cousins, um, but we were very close knit. And my dad worked very hard for a company for years that promised him the moon and the stars and didn't give it to him. So he left and started his own. And I think it goes back to that manifestation and the good vibes and the good energy that along his journey, he met mentors. I mean, at that time, there was no entrepreneur centers or live fun or there was none of that. You self-funded or got a loan. And, you know, my my parents were young, aspiring entrepreneurs. They learned on their own. They, they taught themselves a lot. But I think from being a good person, he attracted that into his life. So he learned about finances. He learned about IRAs and, you know, CDs and, and just things like that. And they were very open with us, teaching us that growing up. We were never taught, oh, yeah, don't don't share your skills. Don't tell. We were never taught that. So I think that's just kind of embedded in me. Where when I see, especially women, because I'm very big on female empowerment, when I see women out there putting themselves putting themselves out there asking for help, or you see something so grand in them, but they just don't know how to reach the top, I'm all for, girl, come here, let me show you how. Because I had parents like that, and they had mentors like that. And, and what a lot of people don't know is I'm actually a business mentor for the city of San Antonio and Alamo College's business mentor protege program. Mm -hmm. So I do this in a committed way to the city with small business owners. Um, I think it comes from that. I, I, I don't need to ask for anything in return because that in itself is rewarding for me when I see my protégés doing like really cool things, I, like I love seeing what you're doing with your events. I love seeing um, your BFF, That's you know, nice. with her, her nonprofit. And, and I always think about y'all, I, I was thinking about y'all, I took a nonprofit class on fundraising. And I'm like, oh, I got some good ideas. And these are, these are nonprofits that are raising like thousands, like, six figure thousands right so it can be done but i don't know i i i think it just comes from my upbringing i was very blessed that there was so much positivity in my parents lives in their adult lives in their entrepreneur lives and it attracted a lot of good people so i was just taught that i think that the comeback comes back in other ways um, I know a lot of people think, mm, well, what am I going to get out of this? Mm, you know, and I think that's where a lot of people fail because they're already going into something with an expectation. And anytime we have expectations, what happens? We get disappointed. So, yeah, uh, um, I don't even think about it. However, I am more cautious with my time now uh, because my schedule is crazy now. And I have spent time with a lot of people that didn't do anything with the knowledge that I gave them. If anything, that's kind of frustrating because I'll meet someone for coffee or lunch. And before you know it, two, three hours go by. And I have a tribe 
You need a banker. You need someone to help you with a DBA. You need a loan. I, I have them all. I can just call them up. Hey, go see them. And then they, they don't do anything with the two, three hours of knowledge, free knowledge that I gave them. That's frustrating. So, um, I'm a little more cautious with my time now, but I never really go into anything like that wondering what I'm going to get in return. I don't need anything. That, that's how I feel anyway. I'm sure people are like, girl, you're crazy. <laughs> but um, I know. Uh, well, it's because I feel like um, there are people in business that are taught like your knowledge is money. You know, your time is this. So I think it's beautiful when you don't do that that you just do it out of like cariño that you want to see yeah. when that you want to see um women especially you know grow so I always admire that about you yeah so, I know that you're super busy so tell me a little bit about what you have going on right now because I know that you are part of the LL what is it called the LLI yes so I'm part of the Latina Leadership Institute that is through the San Antonio Hispanic Chamber. And they pretty much polish you up if you want to be in politics. So uh, if I ever decide to run for city council, I'm ready to go. <laughs> but uh, I have that. I have the Vinos and Tacos Festival coming. It's the first ever wine event coming to the South Side. And that is October 7th from 2 to 6 at Mitchell Lake Audubon Center. I also have Bibliofest, which is our digital library. It's on Pleasanton Road. It's also on October 7th. So I'll be ping-ponging on Pleasanton Road all day that day. Uh, and that is with uh, Bear County Commissioner Clay, Rebecca Clay. And it's it's a family, open to the public, free event. Come and enjoy food and some educational activities and things like that. And yeah, I think that's pretty much it. My show, I have my my morning show on KLMO every morning from nine to 10. I, I moved it down an hour so I could have some more cuddle time with my dog. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, my agenda stays pretty full. And then of course the publication and the boards that I serve on and things like that. But I have no complaints. It's a, it's a good busy. Yes, I love that. Um, tell me a little bit about you going into radio like how was that how was that process for you so klmo and i met up and wanted to do something a little different most of the time you don't see media companies join forces and they caught wind of my ksat partnership so they're like hey what if we did a radio publication partnership and I thought, hey, why not? You know, I grew up on Tejano music. My dad was a musician. He moonlighted as a musician for many years. And I'm no stranger to, to that demographic, especially being from the South Side. So I started doing that. I started kind of just working on the partnership, getting each other's platforms out into our own demographics. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then the more that we got to know each other, the uh, owner says, you gotta be on the radio. Like, I think you'd be great. You're already interviewing people. Let's put you on air. And I laughed and I'm like, I've never done radio. Like, no, why not try it? And I thought, let me think about it because I was really teeter tottering on the decision. And my mentor says, why not? You're already out there. You're already doing all these things. 
Can you imagine you have another avenue, another platform where you can help your small businesses, tell your community stories, you know, highlight unique events going on in whether it's your community, the West side, the East side, wherever, right? And so I decided to take it on and it's so much fun. Yesterday, I got to hang out with uh, actor Tony Plana um, from Ugly Betty and the Three Amigos. And I never know who I'm going to see, whether it's a, you know, Texas state legislative, you know, um, person or, you know, a news person or a local celebrity entertainers, of course, all the, the musicians and, and the bands and things like that. But it's it's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm really liking it. I love it. I love to hear your interviews and I love your voice. I'm sure you get told that all the time, but I love your voice. Girl, you know what? Thank you. It's funny that you say that. I was made fun of a lot because my voice, I was always like super tiny. I mean, I haven't grown much. I'm still 4'11", but I was always really tiny when I was uh, little, younger. And then I always have had this loud rough voice but can you imagine being a young little girl in school tiny and then you have this really loud rough voice so I would get made fun of a lot and um the older I got yeah I've, I've had people tell me I sound like uh like Kathleen Turner I sound like Demi Moore I'm like I'm like their voices are awful <laughs> they're really rough um but now that you know now that I hear myself it doesn't even bother me anymore you get over it I guess Yes. No, but I love it. I love your voice. Thank I you. Radio, I think radio is a perfect fit. Um, so tell me, how do you or where do you draw inspiration from? Like, what is that process like for you whenever you're writing a story or whenever you're going to interview somebody? Where do you draw your inspiration from? I really... Gosh, that's that's a tough question. I really don't draw inspiration. I'm really there in the moment listening. As a writer, you can turn a story into anything you want it. I mean, you're the writer. You're in charge of the story. But when you hear the interviewee, and sometimes they get emotional. I, I don't know what it is with that. When I interview people, sometimes they get emotional. Um, and I'm just there in the moment, really listening to them that I want to highlight those emotions. So if anything's inspiring, it's probably that I want their story to be heard, their, their real story to be heard. Uh, not what you see on social media. That's all fun and happy 24 seven. Cause a lot of entrepreneurs, especially they've been through some hardships and a lot of times their journey stems from survival. And uh, that's very relatable, seeing that in my own family, in my own life. So I think it's it's the people. If I have to answer that question, it would be the people. They're the inspiration. I love that because I'm sure you meet so many amazing people and you have met so many amazing people on your journey. Now, I know that you have bonus babies and, you know, as a mother figure now, what is something that you wish that your girls take from you? I hope that they, and I have five of them, I hope that they 
know their value. I hope that they always want the best for themselves. I hope that they never settle. And I hope that they never put their feelings last. I see that in a lot of women that did not grow up like me. I had very strong parents. I mean, very in different ways. And I learned that, not to settle, to know my value, know my worth, and to always go after what's going to make me happy. And I want that for them. I want that for all women, but I, I especially want that for them. We all grew up very differently. It's been a, it's been an honor to show them otherwise. Uh, so I hope that they take bits and pieces of what I bring to the table. And I hope it's mainly those things. Um, I'm sure it is. I'm sure they love. And I love seeing you when you post them, when you take them traveling and stuff. So I'm sure they're like in awe of well, you. Well, they like that part. <laughs> Um, now tell me what is one of the life mantras or quotes that you live by that you can share with us? This is actually from my book. Um, everything always happens as it should. It's so hard when you're going through things that are not pleasant <laughs> and you're like, why, why? And then in the end, it turns out better than you expected or it surprises you, life surprises you. So I really believe that no matter what you're going through, whether it's good or bad, whether it's hurtful or fulfilling, in the end, everything always happens as it should. Yes, I love that. I'm going to take that and write that down. <laughs> right. What are the most rewarding or... um? Uh, accomplishments that you have been able to reach in your journey so far? Ooh, I think the top one would be to be honored on the Texas legislative floor in Austin at the Capitol. I was recognized by Texas State Representative Elizabeth Campos. She honored me for my community advocacy for being a Latina leader in my community and for being a Latina business owner on the South side. And, you know, I, I was standing there receiving this resolution and I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> um, because people don't know what you go through in your personal life when you're trying to build something for your business or something fulfilling for yourself and your community. Um, and, and that has to be one of the biggest accomplishments. Um, another one would be publishing my stepdaughter's book. They were my first kid writer, kid writers in my publication. And one of them was inspired and wanted to write a book. And I told her, if you finish it, I will. So I got to publish a children's book and it was my stepdaughter's. That's another one. Um, and I think all my community partners, I actually just, I haven't even posted this yet. I just signed a partnership with the South Texas Business Partnership. So we are going to help each other in spreading the word on our South Texas businesses, not just the South side, but the South Texas region. Uh, so I'm very proud of, of that. And of course my KSAT 12 and SA Live and KLMO partnerships um, it's very 
overwhelming in a good way that entities as large as those believe in my little baby, my little publication, my little, my little small but mighty publication. I can say that now. Um, but I think it'd be those, those would be the top ones. Absolutely. I, I definitely think that those are very um beautiful moments and beautiful accomplishments. Um, April, um, what are one of the things um as far as your business personal that you see yourself doing in the next five years? Ooh, that's that's hard. Um probably have my own show, my own network. I mean, if Oprah can do it. <laughs> why not me right no um I I see that I seem to be getting more into the media side uh like myself when it, it was I was just the writer <laughs> like I didn't want none of that um I think just maybe my own show maybe highlighting more people uh nationwide because now the publication actually has a national reach my travel relationships have been able to get me outside the South side, um, not just Texas, but beyond. I was in Ohio not too long ago. So I, I see that happening. You know, maybe Life in the South side will be a, a nationally read, other than digital, but like read, you know, in stores or nationwide. I mean, that's possible. Yeah, I, that's a very tough question. <laughs> well, I'm sure whatever whatever is going to be happening in the next five years, it's going to be big and it's going to be awesome to see. And I really hope that whatever it is that um, comes your way is, you know, fulfilling and fruitful. Um, I just wanted to thank you so much for coming on and letting me interview you. It's like... For me, it's an honor because I love seeing your work. I I love um, seeing all that you do because it honestly inspires me that it's like if I focus and I dedicate myself that I can accomplish that as well. For and sure. to be able to, you know, be the one interviewing you, it's an honor. Um, now, can you tell people where they can connect with you, where they can, um, you know, if they're a small business, if they need advice or anything, find sure. you. So I'm very easy to find. I'm on all social media platforms at April May Media or at Southside SATX. And um, you did say that you have two uh, events coming up, correct? Yes, I have Vinos and Tacos. It is on October the 7th. That's a, that's a Saturday, right? Yes. Let me, let, me, let me make sure. I think it is, yes. Um, Vinos and Tacos and Biblioteca, they're both on the same day. One is from 2 to 6 and the other one is till 9. Uh, the family-friendly one is till 9 o'clock. But if you're a wine lover, you don't want to miss this. It's the first time we've ever had anything like this on the South Side and they're going to have charcuterie and different wine booths and, and all that good stuff. Look up casagipsut.com and you can get your tickets on there. But yeah. Oh, and of course, you can find me on KLMO, 98.9 FM every Saturday morning or on their Facebook Live. Yes. Well, thank you again so much for joining me. And you guys, 
uh, all the links will be down below if you want to uh, buy tickets for her event and if you want to connect with her on her Instagram and at the radio station. Hey, Amiga, are you starting to notice fine lines appear on your face? Or maybe you're just wanting to tighten up your abdomen area a little bit. Or maybe just a non-invasive breast lift. Well, whatever the case may be, I have the solution for you. It's called the Plasma Fibroblast Skin Tightening Treatment. And I know what you're saying. What is that? Well, Plasma Fibroblast is a new non-invasive skin tightening and wrinkle reduction treatment. It helps tighten the skin around the area with super fickle brown dots that will heal and last about five to seven days. It targets fibroblast cells to stimulate the reproduction of collagen and elasticity, which decreases over time. Kimberly Estrada, owner of Curves by Kim, offers this amazing treatment and also offers training if you're looking to expand your business. Kim is located in Floresville and offers a San Antonio location one week out of the month. If you're looking to book this appointment or look at before and after pictures of her incredible treatment, check out Curves with a K by Kim on Facebook and Instagram. You can also call and schedule your consultation at 210-650-2570. Okay, go do it now, amiga. So I wanted to tell you guys about a promo that you guys don't want to miss. Tori's Beauty House is having a promo all October for a mommy makeover starting at $275. What it includes is laser lipo 360 and the areas that you can get this done are on your stomach, chin, legs, and back. Skin tightening and BBL vacuum butt lift. See instant results after each visit, lose a few inches off the waistline, and grow a few on your buttocks. If you would like to book with Tori, make sure you visit our description box. It will have the link for you, and you can also find her on Tori's Beauty House on Instagram and on Facebook. Do you want to continue supporting our podcast? The best way to do that is if you can please follow us at Have a Talk on Instagram and on Facebook. You can find our podcast streaming on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. To continue to help us grow, please consider sharing our podcast with everybody you know. Leave a review, make sure you subscribe, and I can't wait to continue sharing stories with you all.